0: Are you currently in college or recently graduated, but kind of struggling to figure out how to approach your post-grad life? If so, then I have the perfect guide for you, which I created for my college self in mind. That is the Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success ebook, which features a holistic approach to all things starting out in your career during and after college, from cultivating the right mindset building your resume, maximizing your LinkedIn profile and network, and so much more. I take you through a personal step-by-step guide on how to prepare for all areas needed when searching for a job. And these were actually many steps that I personally did between my sophomore and senior year of college, as well as the first year out of college. So I always highly recommend to start early to create opportunities for yourself. In this ebook guide, you will find cover letter tips and custom templates available for download, resume building steps, three custom templates, LinkedIn tools, and step-by-step guide on maximizing your profile, top 20 behavioral interview questions, and a lot more. Again, you can find this online at whatfulfillsyou.com. Just make sure when you click shop, just go to all products and you will find the ebook there, or just go to the show notes and it will be linked. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth, I'm your host, and today I'm going solo and chatting all about the mindful process in dating, especially in today's dating culture, and how you can improve on this. And the reason why I felt compelled to bring up this topic is because I have been a crazy observer of dating and relationships and how that has played out over the past few years both in my life as well as a lot of girlfriends and social circles and people who are growing up in this Gen Z end of millennial environment and the dating apps and uh, you know I remember I was talking about it with my old psych from or my old therapist from BetterHelp like years ago and she's I think like a little bit more than 15 years older than me, I think she's probably in her early 40s now, but she was telling me how she, you know, kind of cracks up a bit about how we date today versus how things were back then with her and her now husband and how, you know, we, when I say we, like I'm talking millennial or in Gen Z, we have like this talking phase and then we have the exclusive and then we have, you know, all those things and, What, I will admit, I feel like I am a bit of an old soul or traditional soul when it comes to dating and how I feel like a lot of what I do tends to skew towards maybe the quote-unquote old days. I've never been a dating apps person um, in terms of like being a fan of utilizing it. Um, I certainly played around with it, but I wasn't, um, like that wasn't my main way of trying to meet like potential daters and I think also I've never been a fan of like the whole, are we exclusive, is it just us? All these different things. And I know that is a very personal preference. I think for me, it probably stems from two things. Number one, the whole, like my like old soul belief of, you know, reading different literature books and like seeing the way things used to be, I think that plays a role. Um, but secondly, I think I've been very fortunate to have had in my past dating experiences, my two boyfriends that I've had, there was never like a talking to exclusive phase. I mean, I think that was, especially my first boyfriend, I was young at the time, I was a freshman, and I didn't really know better, I was still somewhat exploring or still having fun, and I think because we were on different pages about that, but I I did like him a lot i just wasn't getting the verbal affirmation of hey i just want to make sure we're on the same page like i want us to be together i want us to be dating that kind of thing so i remember there was like a pickle about that but um once i knew that from him that he wanted for us to be in a relationship that we really liked each other that we missed each other that kind of thing wow I just got like a whole visual of like my freshman year and coming over to his old place um crazy that was so long ago that was eight years ago but all that to say um I that was my dating experience right and so because I'm so used to that obviously I'm going to be biasly like preferring it to be that way too and Um, I think of course there are gentlemen today that are still like that and this also is like a cultural thing sometimes where uh, certain people you date from other countries, sometimes that is also their approach which is pretty monogamous uh, regardless if they want to be more than anything with you, like they're just often kind of like that's their thing, right? That's just how their culture and their society was and so um, I think that has played a role as well in that a lot of people updated in my past often are from different cultures and backgrounds that skew towards being uh, naturally monogamous and and you know if it goes into a relationship then it will take a while to get there but regardless it's kind of like this mutual understanding of hey it's just us type of thing um, but regardless I think there, there always needs to be communication in that process and so I do want to chat a little bit about what it means to me to be mindful in the dating process, uh, what I've used over time. And I think I have a good perspective on this primarily because I've had... All the variations of dating experiences from being in a four year relationship and having lived with that person. We had a dog together. Like what I call that relationship, it was pretty much in those four years, we had everything but an engagement (laughs) and um, great experience. It was beautiful. And honestly, um, one of those that really could have been, it had great potential, really, really great potential to be like the one per se, I think it was just that as I grew up in my college years, um, I realized I was starting to think bigger. I was starting to think about wanting to live beyond California and um, you know explore and, and see different parts of the US and the world in an in, in ideal world. And I think that was not something that he had in his own innate desire. Um, to expand beyond where he's from in Southern California and to also expand kind of you know beyond the comfort zone and I think that was definitely a clash in what we wanted uh, for our lives and I think in general I I was really curious to kind of play bigger and I would have loved if he was Curious as well, but I just think he he didn't have it in him, along with other like lack of initiatives that I think is important for a partner of mine to have because I I can I well that from that experience I knew and saw the friction that comes into play if both myself and my partner don't have that curiosity, or what's that saying? It's like that uh, zest for life, if you will. Um, I'm really adventurous too, so I think uh, all in all, um, he's he was a great guy, just I was going to be a lot, I think, for someone that was very much, uh, as far as I know, like he still lives in his um, his hometown or home city, and that's great, right? But But we wanted different things in life, and you know, that's That's okay, right? And so I had that for about four years. And then I had like three years of being single. This was from like 22 to 25 where I was just dating. I was enjoying myself. Um, And during this time, I was never closed off to diving into a relationship again. I just knew that I was very open. I was open-minded. I was very open to going on dates and... Enjoying myself in that process. And, and I was also very focused on building my post grad career and just getting that off the ground. So I don't think I was ever um, specifically looking, but I also was not opposed if that were to come into my life. And so, all that to say, what does being mindful mean in my own words? I would say it, when it comes to being mindful in the dating process, don't just date to quote unquote to date, right? take what you know from your past experiences and bring it forward as you are exploring your dating process. So for example, if you see a behavior or trait that is similar to something you've seen in your past that you know that doesn't align with you, don't lie to yourself and stick around just to see, right? Or to like give them a chance, right? There is a sweet spot in that I want to preface that, you know, don't, cut people off so fast just because you see xyz red flags I'm not a fan of oh red flag green flag all these different things I think it's just being self-aware of your values your vision the values you want your partner to have and to share with um, him or her and and being mindful of that as you're going into the dating process, right? So if, for example, you value someone that... Or let's say you value loyalty. And that goes with relationships. That goes with friendships. That goes with family, right? Like you are loyal and ride or die for those that mean the most to you and are closest to you. And maybe the person has expressed that they don't feel like that is important or as important as you you do, right? Maybe they've expressed that... Uh, For example, like maybe they've expressed they think it's great if partners get a hall pass. Uh, and, And for those of you who don't know what that means, it's kind of like saying like, hey, you get like a one time freebie of like getting to sleep with someone else, whatever. Right. Obviously, I'm huge on to each their own. You you do you you approach life how you want to because that is your life but also because that would be misaligned with me I was speaking my personal uh, personal experience or preference I know that I would not stick around to see if that person would change right does that make sense it really ranges on on what that looks like but I think it's something similar to when you know you know similar to the fact that they say when you know you've met someone that is really good for you, really worthwhile, you know. And it also goes vice versa. I think when you know this is just not it or this is not worth pursuing or seeing through, you also know. And I want to say this to my fellow ladies and the girlfriends listening out there. Being respectful to the men. Okay, this is huge. If you didn't feel it after the first date let's say and they ask you out again for the love of God please just kindly tell them and you might be saying well I don't owe them anything you you don't technically you don't but I'm a huge believer in treating people how you want to be treated that is the golden rule respect right and so imagine if you are in another if you're in the guy's shoes and it, the roles were reversed, you really liked him and he might not have felt it or whatever, would you rather have him ghost you or would you rather have him kindly and respectfully tell you, hey, Emily, I appreciate you following up, I just want to be transparent, I'm not sure if this is the vibe or I'm not sure if I've been feeling this between us, but I really enjoyed our time together and I wish you all the best. That is kind, respectful, and even if it icks you a bit because it hurts your ego, you're going to respect him long term. And that will be vice versa as well. If you do this and something I... So I'm I'm preaching this because I've done this myself and I continue to do this in past experiences, which is if I did not feel it with someone and they are continuing the conversation, I will kindly let them know. Because that is just the respectful thing to do. And ghosting is such a cop-out. To not respond to someone because you feel like you don't owe them anything. Or you think it's a waste of energy to just respectfully tell them. You know, I, I just think it's an avoidant mechanism. And one day, sooner or later, it catches up to you. So just remember, treat people how you want to be treated. If you're ever unsure of what to do, just ask yourself what you would want if the roles were reversed. Another part of the being mindful process to me is looking for high quality traits that make sense to you. So this is about you, not what anyone else prefers. So if you are not clear on what traits you are looking for in a partner whether it's a current one and you need to kind of check in with yourself to make sure you feel aligned with this person or maybe you are single right now and you're open to dating and you are currently dating make sure you know what high quality traits you want in this person I'm personally not a proponent of the quote-unquote checklist or having a checklist of what you want in a person because I do think that it's nearly impossible to get every single thing on a quote-unquote checklist and some of which I think sometimes can be what holds you back from actually being able to really connect with someone, right? Like for example, if you say... This, you know, they must have this hair color and they must be this height and they must work in this kind of job and they must, you know, all these different things. You're going to find yourself to be stuck and at that point it's not going to be about high quality intrinsic traits, but it's going to be about a lot of external things and that's not healthy, right? So like I said, knowing what qualities to look for in a partner It's going to be so helpful in guiding you in the direction to attract and be surrounded by people like this. And I'll tell you what I've done um, over the past probably year or actually no, probably about three years now. I've done this where I would start with writing down men that I admire and look up to in part because of their relationship. So it could be for other reasons too, but... It would also, there's a component of I admire this type of guy because of how he treats his wife, his girlfriend, his partner. Um, I'll be honest, I'm a huge fan of Roger Federer. For those of you who don't know him, he is like the goat of goats in professional tennis. He retired last year, but he is the most respected tennis player of the open era, and or and male, particularly male tennis player. And the reason being, is for a few reasons but in the tennis realm it's because he's one of those players that never had shit on him okay like tennis is one of those sports it's an individual sport you can smash your racket when you're angry you can swear at the umpire you can do all these different things but he rarely showed any kind of fluctuating emotions that made people feel some type of way about him and I hate to say it but the current number one, uh, Novak Djokovic, who is a phenomenal player, and also during Federer's time, he he definitely was not like that in, and he's definitely matured. I I will say that I became more of a fan of him in recent year, but when Roger Federer was still part of the tour, between him, Nadal and and Djokovic, um, Federer was just kind of like this classy tennis player this classy man he's from switzerland it's just like everything is to be, to have all of that as a combination to be number one to be so great in your sport to be making that much money to be handsome to have a beautiful wife to have a family to be that low-key and like respected it, it's just unheard of and um he's the equivalent of like tom brady for football uh in the in the u.s or uh, Ronaldo in soccer or, I mean, football for, for the rest of the world or um, Leo Messi, right? It's it's like the goats of the goats. And I will never forget that on his retirement speech at, I think it was like the Labo Cup, he he never fails to thank his wife first. And, and in the speech, he once again did. But this one definitely made me tear up too because he... Instantly, like, thanked her. He said that his career, his success, his life over the past 15, 20 years would not be the same without her. And I believe it when he says it, because you can tell the the partner that he chose clearly has always looked out for his best interest. In that I think there are some partners, for example, that could have wanted him to retire sooner, right? Could have wanted him to take a step back from the sport. But from my, obviously, outside observation, I don't know what inside looks like, but outside looking in, it appeared to me that Roger's wife was very adamant about, hey, if this is something you want to continue on with, I'm here to support you. And if you want to throw in the towel, and move on from tennis, I'm also here to support you, right? And I think that is so crucial to have in a partner both ways in that no matter what the person decides to do, that your partner has got your back. And for Roger to recognize that and to acknowledge that to the world about his wife is just, uh, you know, for me, it's I respect that so much and I admire that in him as a person and also as uh, what he is to his partner but also um, I just admire that that dynamic you know I think it's it's really awesome that they don't have any kind of tea on on each on them either you know how um, David Beckham for example great guy right but if you kind of go way back he does have a little bit of uh, drama that was stirred up way back in the day in regards to infidelity and of course I won't ever know if that's like true or not but I'm just saying it is really impressive for someone like Roger Federer to with that kind of status to be able to go through his career and his life and not have those types of things be brought up or questioned about him and I think that speaks levels if, if you're in the public eye like that and you're able to um you know, really maintain your character and morale in such way that no one can even actually try to bring up gossip about it, that's, you know, gotta admit, that's pretty huge. And I'll also share um, another person that I- well, actually, wrote two down, two more people down, but one of them is actually- we're more uh, distant friends, but it's um, someone that I met through a guy that I was once dating. It, it's a couple and um, the husband of the girl, I remember admiring, once again, how he treats her, how he loves her, how he talks about her, the way he prioritizes her and loves her, and I just remember, like, being able to observe that in person, and also the way he writes about her in, you know, his birth- the birthday messages for her, or the anniversary messages, um, I was just always- like wow you know and they would admit like they they have a business together and they fight all the time because of it and whatnot but just to be able to see how this guy treats her like a princess and treats her in such a way that like no matter what she is first she comes first that also rang a bell to me like, ah, this is something I want. And so, so to be able to have like visuals and people both aspirational and both people that I know um, to look up to in the sense of like, this is an example of the type of guy uh, character-wise that I want to end up with has been such a great direction um, guidance for me to be able to be like, ah, this is the way I want to go. And so, something I also did in this activity, I highly recommend for you guys to do this if you haven't tried it before, is to write down the names of men that you admire, ideally, both like aspirational people that you know and have kept tabs of their relationship, let's just say, or, and, or, people that you also, like, know in person and and for real, for real know. That could be, like, maybe your dad even or your uncle or, like, your friend's dad, whatever. Like, the way they treat the partner, the way they are as as morally. um, Write that down and write down why. And for me, I wrote down the traits that each person has and how they treat their partners. And I also observed common denominators amongst all three of the names that I wrote down Um, and... I feel like when I wrote that down, it also enabled me to highlight that in my brain, to be like, okay, look out for this, right? Because those will be like um, easier to spot in the sense of, ah, I recognize this because this is what I've told myself that I wanted. Or something I've always noticed too is that when you are aware of what these traits are, you become more dialed in to what direction you gotta go in. And because of that, you naturally attract those type of people over time. Because it's kind of focused in your mind. Like these are, now you've narrowed down what it is. It's kind of like shopping. When you narrow down what kind of shoe you're shopping for. Let's say you're shopping for a nude heel and that heel needs to be at least two and a half inches, right? If you're shopping online, it narrows down the pool of options. And that's exactly how I have framed it in my mind when it comes to dating, is when you narrow down the type of man that you want to be with, the pool becomes smaller, and it's a lot easier then to select out of that pool, because now you have the foundation set of like, okay, these are the must-haves, these, this is the standard. So anything else you will repel, And some people, especially in the early days of doing this and getting used to this, you might be like, damn, why are these guys not working out? You'll look back and you'll recognize why they did not work out. It was because they were not aligned with you anyways. That's why you repelled them, right? One of my girlfriends, um, she's never been in a relationship, but something I've always noticed about her and acknowledged to her is that I find that she's probably the most stoic friend of mine. She kind of... Uh, doesn't really have, like, drama, she doesn't um, pick fights, like, she doesn't have fights with people or arguments, like, I rarely ever have seen her in, in such conflict, and so, one of my theories is, I mean, number one, I don't think she's maybe come across the right guys, but also, that's the thing, is when when you are dating men that are used to a certain dynamic, right, let's say, other girls that maybe have quote-unquote less healthy traits than her, that could be startling for guys. And because they're not used to it, they'll run away. Or they'll just be like, oh my god, like this is, this is like, they're not used to it, you know? And there's so much studies on this or psychological nuances about it on how just that when you're not used to something, so let's say you're used to toxic behavior or you're accustomed to unhealthy behavior, you learn to accept it and so when you come across someone that is actually healthy and is good for you you almost run because you're you're like what the fuck this is not what i'm used to and and your programming is not accustomed to it so you leave um and that's why i'm i'm wanted to emphasize like you know you will repel what's not aligned with you what's right with you and um, over time when you're more firm on those standards and what you want in a partner that will come forward to you Alright, so let's switch gears into how you can improve your approach. So this is especially for those of you who are dating right now. Maybe you've been single for a while or you have never had a boyfriend, whatever that looks like. I want to make sure I emphasize that there is nothing wrong with being single. It is an amazing time. It is great to enjoy it. And I think the best position to be in is actually indifference to being single or to being in a relationship. Of course, I think companionship and having someone that you genuinely and deeply love and care for and get to feel the same way from them is an amazing feeling Is and is certainly better than not having that. But I will say, uh, having had an, a wide range of experiences in the relationship realm, I'd much rather be on my own and single than to be in a relationship or dynamic where I don't feel like my standards are met. I don't feel like I'm respected. I don't feel like I am treated with a soft and gentle nurturing and love. And, and these are the things that I personally want, right? So I think the reason why I've been able to get to that indifference level of being like I can be single And I can also very much welcome a relationship and not be so leaning towards one or the other is because I've never focused on one or the other. And uh, especially I've never focused on trying to meet someone or trying to date. I've always genuinely just focused on myself. And the catalyst for that was because of that breakup I went through in college that was very life changing for me and i think without that experience i won't be i wouldn't be able to sit here and say you know i've been focusing on myself and whatever i think that pushed me to only focus on myself and later on i've been able to use it as a strength for me is you know in times where i need to readjust i put the energy solely on myself and you know when i first moved to new york city i knew i would eventually date and explore that part within the city but i wasn't immediately hopping on dating apps or seeking out oh my god i want to go on a date i want to meet a guy like i've never been in that kind of mentality and i you know i i talk about this a lot i've gone out solo a lot i encourage it especially if you live in a really fun city so for me when i first moved here i went out (laughs) by myself and i enjoyed it like whatever came along with it and what I personally did uh, you know I would go to like this chic bar and lounge I would go to like restaurants I would love to dine at like I would go on my own and ironically I actually ended up meeting my last boyfriend because of this I met him through one of his close friends and I met this close friend of his just because I was out by myself and it was actually at a night where this was like Early spring 2022, yes, so wow, that's uh, that's so long ago, but yeah, I remember that night I really wanted to go see this DJ, MK, and most of my friends don't love house music as much as I do, and I certainly wouldn't want to drag friends to go to something if they're not really feeling it, so... I remember I was like, oh, I really want to go and I decided to go by myself and this friend of my ex-boyfriend, he happened to be um, involved in like nightlife and whatnot. And so I met him through that and ended up just having a blast and we became friends and he would invite me to things and that's how I met my ex-boyfriend. But I will say I want to emphasize like when it comes to focusing on you, that means do what you enjoy and the rest will follow. So I have a list of ideas, and they are they are wide-ranging. You know, pottery classes, cooking classes, run clubs, sports and athletic communities, upscale bougie restaurants, piano bars, book clubs. Like, there's, there's so many things that you can do for yourself, and it would be helpful if you're able to bring a girlfriend or do this with one other girlfriend. I think that'd be awesome, but If you don't have anyone in your social circle right now that would be interested in joining you in some of these activities, you gotta have the guts to just go by yourself and try it out. And from there, you can also meet girlfriends too, right? You can meet other people. And you know, if you live in a city like New York, you can imagine if you feel that way where you feel like you don't have as many like-minded girlfriends yet, or you haven't met just a group of people that you feel like align with the way you think and enjoy the things that you want to do, that probably means that other people feel this way too, right? And that this is also a common problem. So I've always did this and I have also experienced running into people that end up having these interests as well and I'm able to at least do those activities with them so that's why I got back into tennis back in May and started competing again and started like going into leagues and like really being active in it I started coaching skating last winter because I really needed to get out of myself and give back to something and you know so I I was putting myself in environments that I've once been in I knew that there's a lot of alignment with people in in those environments and I felt like if I put myself back out there in those groups, I can slowly meet those people, those types of people again. Another important element to remember is in this process of focusing on yourself, also learn to enjoy your own company. This is very important and for me has played a significant role in my ability to attract the people that I want to attract in my past dating experiences and also with my current dating dynamic. And why is this important? Why is it important to learn to enjoy your own company? Why is it, why has it played a significant role for me? What I've noticed in reflection of this is that when I am secure enough to be on my own and also single, I don't fear or get anxious about whether this will or will not work out with someone. I hear that a lot, people are always trying to predict where this is gonna go and I was once there. In fact, I talked about this with my, one of my best friends, Elia. Um, this was on my last week living in Los Angeles. And we were talking about this on the beach. And I remember I was, my God, I, w- I was trying to figure out where things were going to go with this one guy I was talking to slash dating. And he, this guy riled up my anxiety so much. And I think it was after this guy that I learned how to step into or go towards a secure attachment style. But this guy, he was um, living in New York, I was living in LA, about to move to New York, and I remember he had ghosted me and done all these different things, and of course, eight months later, he texted me and followed up, like, for months before I finally responded back, asking him what the fuck he wanted. Uh, was very respectful, though, in the process, but, you know, I was just like, look, you, you had your chance, right? You did this whole ghosting thing, and at the time, he was like in his mid-30s or like early mid-30s, right? So I'm just like, okay, you are, like I would hope you would have the maturity to respectfully tell me, you know, why, like whatever, right? But I don't know, all that to say, um, I remember that I was once in that position before, always trying to figure out, will this go anywhere? Will there be an end date? I was anxious. I just, I was always trying to predict and now, my god, you guys, huge difference, been two and a half years since, but I am in a state of A, being in the present, and also following my instincts around does this person share a similar personal vision in life? Does this person share similar values as me? Does this person uphold these standards on me and for themselves? Like, I'm paying attention to these, right? And I've shared this in past episodes before too around dating and relationships. But the one thing I've learned from my girlfriend who's about 10 years older than me and another person I met in a business event um, and I picked his brain because I was like, okay, you've been with your partner for over 30 years. Tell me one thing you would tell me, right? Because I'm 30, over 30 years younger than you. And both him and my, my quote unquote older sister girlfriend, as I call her, they've both shared with me, take it one day at a time and they would also share from reflection of their past dating experiences and or just why they came to that statement of taking it one day at a time um, and it really rung about with me especially in my past anxious self of always trying to figure out where it's going to go and the first time I saw myself not that way was with my last partner which was a, a very emotional experience and and for, for great and for worse <laughs> you know you can't have the best without the worst but it was the first time I felt very unconditionally loving someone it, it was such a fascinating experience to, like feel that for another human and then to also feel and see how compassionate and understanding and empathetic I became for him and because of him um and, and it was I was very removed from this anxious, like, will this work out? Where this is gonna go? I was just very, like, how can I show up as the best human as possible, the most loving, kind human possible to this person and in this dynamic and, of course, uh, after the relationship, right? Um, so to tie it back to enjoying your own companies, because when you get towards being secure, it's always gonna be a little bit of a spectrum, but when you get towards being secure... You also learn to recognize that your life will continue to be great with or without this person. And especially if you've only dated them for, you know, a short period of time. But when you recognize that, you can freely date more. You're not clinging on to that anxiety. And I'm not saying that this is easy to get over, because I, like I said, I've been in that position before. But I am saying that for me, in order to get towards that secure state, I allowed myself to enjoy my own company. I allowed myself to enjoy time for myself and with myself, which I personally noticed that a lot of women in my age don't actually do that. And that's part of that contribute contributing factor to why some people have the anxious attachment when it comes to relationships, because you're so scared, like, oh, finally I got this guy, I don't wanna be alone, so I'm gonna like do everything I can to like hold on to it, right? That's why when you come from a place of I'm full, my cup is full, I fill it up myself, and I'm also very happy to welcome your cup as well, right? Like, does that make sense? It's you don't wanna be too like, oh, I don't need you and I'm not gonna invite you into my life. Or you also don't wanna be like, oh my god, I really, really, really like don't wanna lose you, right? Um, you need to find the sweet spot of both. And what worked for me was learning to be comfortable on my own. I'd go to museums by myself, like the Met Museum here in New York. I would go to restaurants. I even went to nightclubs. I have done it all. And so I want to show you guys different examples of the spectrum of variation that you can also test out for yourself so that you can learn to grow out of that lack of comfort and then get comfortable with it. Sooner or later, it'll be like what I feel. It's like... I can do this with or without another person. And and I'm very open to always having a person beside me. But I hope that if I'm going to welcome someone into my life or to be experiencing a journey with me, I really want to pay attention to do they truly align with me? Because if not, I'm better off experiencing it by myself for now so that as I'm on that journey and that path, along the way, I will actually meet someone that aligns with me. On that note, you know, when it comes to... A secure man a real secure man he can also feel that confident energy from you the secure the calm secure grounded energy and they are often attracted to it I was told this from guys I've dated in the past even though it was maybe for like a few months I remember that was when I started to pick up on it when they shared that with me when they shared that this was something they noticed in me that they really was attracted to they really liked and to be fair, like these are also um, they were a little bit older too, in in their 30s, where I think this was something they were really looking for and were maybe more mindful towards it um, because they they wanted a mature partner as well and someone that they could also respect and admire and, and we could have that mutual experience. But what I what I experienced from that is no one plays games when when there's two secure people. Everyone is upfront everyone communicates towards one another and you know whether it works out or not it just ends up being a very solid mature experience and you'll feel that difference when you enjoy your own company you don't fear quote-unquote losing someone in a desperate sense nor do you feel the need to have someone else lined up on your roster that one is huge because I know okay at least whether it's you, whether it's you listening or you know a girlfriend of yours that does this but People tend to date multiple people or have this thing called a roster, right? That sounds fun. And honestly, I used to joke about this too when I was like 22, (laughs) okay? But that's also a coping mechanism because you fear your ego getting hurt and you're so scared to be alone. And actually, a girlfriend of mine said this at dinner the other night. She literally said, I want and need to practice more doing th- more things on my own because I notice I can't let go of this guy despite the fact that I know I actually don't see anything going with him. But I'm not letting him go because I, I want to have someone else lined up before I drop him. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> right? It's it's all ego. It's because you haven't experienced just being on your own. It- and-, and you're always going to be scared of it until you experience it. You're always going to be scared of um, heights or you're always going to be scared of public speaking until you do it over and over and over and over again and then you realize like, oh shit, it's not as bad as I thought, right? So you have to let yourself experience it. Don't create a roster because you know this deep down, you are filling a hole that you will have to dig yourself out of later on, okay? So do the work now because you will thank yourself down the road, and the earlier you do this, the sooner you will inch towards being secure in your own company, and you will also attract this too. All right, guys, that was all for today's episode. I really, really hope this was helpful and you enjoyed my solo talk. And if you did, especially if you do enjoy solo episodes, if you don't mind, send me a quick DM and just let me know, like, hey, Emily, I really enjoyed this episode. I would love if you did more of this or maybe if you talked about this kind of topic, uh, tell me, request me what topics you wanna hear, especially if you've listened for a while and you feel like you resonate with certain topics that I've shared in the past. Uh, Your feedback means a lot, so don't be a stranger. DM me on Instagram at WhatFulfillsYou or at Emily And before you head out, don't forget about the fun, good old card game. If you like a good journal prompt or mindful card games, uh, meaningful questions to play at Friendsgiving coming up, Halloween, if you're listening to this before the Halloween time, uh, definitely order it. It's online at WhatFulfillsYou.com. Everything is linked in the show notes, including the promo code and that is all i have so thank you again for tuning in today i would chat with you all in the next one